I'm going to read to us uh, very briefly as well from uh, Matthew's Gospel, um, chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. The words of Jesus. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Lord, I pray that you will be in my words and in our hearts and minds this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Peter, when he spoke to us last week, um, remarked that we've had an awful lot of holiness in our services recently. That's pretty fair, to be honest. We've had, in fact, almost two months considering different aspects of what it is to be holy and how we may attain holiness in our lives, how God's grace may work holiness in our lives. So you're probably, quite frankly, all keen that we hear some preaching on a different subject by now. And I've got some good news for you. This week is the last in our sermon series, and we're only going to touch on holiness pretty tangentially as well. Because what I really want to speak to you about today from our two Bible passages uh, can be summed up by two words. One from each reading. Wrestling and resting. Wrestling and resting. Depending on uh, precisely which school or college or university our young people go to, um, at the very latest this last week has been the end of term for them and for their uh, academic year. Huge cheers all round, I think, probably. It's seen all of them have um, maybe uh, leavers' assemblies or uh, graduations, perhaps. They've all very definitely broken up for the summer holidays by now. The holidays. In this secular age... Um, It's all too easy to forget the origin of that word, holy days, the special occasions of the year on which the principal Christian festivals were marked, when the lives of remarkable godly men and women, the saints of the church, were commemorated, days on which the holiness of these individuals was celebrated. This holiness, which, as we explored earlier in our series, can mean both uh, being set apart for the purposes of God and also bringing into a situation the very presence of God through his dwelling within us. These holy men and women were so utterly uh, taken over, as Archbishop Rowan Williams writes, by the extraordinariness of God that they carried Uh, his divine presence with them wherever they went. 
But I'd like to suggest to you all this morning that not only uh, are these holidays, these holy days, times at which we may celebrate the holiness of the saints who've gone before us, but they're also opportunities for each one of us outside the usual hectic pattern of our lives to reconnect with our Heavenly Father, to spend time in his presence, to spend time away from the busyness and the pressures of our everyday lives, time with him. And I believe that there are two particular ways in which we can engage with God in these moments. Two ways that, as I've said uh, very briefly already, are illustrated by our two readings this morning. Wrestling with God and resting in God. Let's look, first of all, at the passage from Genesis chapter 32, in which Jacob wrestles with the Lord himself. In many ways, Jacob is one of the Bible's most interesting, um, if not, frankly, unappealing characters. He's a deeply flawed individual. He's a manipulative liar. He cheats towards his father, Isaac, his brother, Esau, and his father-in-law, Laban. And yet, God chooses him to be an absolutely key individual in the story of his people. God calls him and ultimately brings him back into his amazing grace, his divine grace. It should be a great encouragement to each one of us that God can use such a flawed human being as Jacob in this way. So when we meet uh, this uh, rather roguish Jacob here, He's just fled um, entirely in character out of fear and cowardice from his furious father-in-law. And he's taken with him um, his wives, his children, and his flocks. But it's uh, rather a case of out of the frying pan and into the fire because he realizes he's about to meet Esau again. Esau, the brother with whom, uh, with whom, excuse me, the brother whom he defrauded of his birthright many years before. Immediately before this morning's reading, Jacob, for all his flaws, prostrates himself humbly before God. As we read, in great fear and distress, and he begs the Lord, save me. I pray. Jacob also, as he prays, stands in thankfulness for the promises that the Lord has made to him earlier in his life. That he will make him prosper, which has been realized already in the huge numbers of livestock uh, that he has accumulated. And the words that the Lord gave to him that he would make his descendants as numerous as the sand of the sea. So Jacob, alone as he meets this mysterious figure with whom he wrestles throughout the entire night, Jacob 
uh, does this, despite his fear of what um, the imminent brush with Esau and his lieutenants in the morning may bring. He does this from a place of thankfulness to God, knowing just how much he's been blessed and watched over by the Lord throughout his life. Maybe you, as you come into this holiday season, have things that you're struggling with. Questions that you want to ask of God. Maybe even things you want to shout at God. Why is life just so hard at the moment? Where were you, Lord, in all of my difficulties over these last few months? Which way should I turn now, Lord? Maybe you want, over this summer period, like Jacob, to wrestle with God for answers to these questions. Jacob's story shows us just how appropriate it is for each one of us, just like him, to wrestle with God about the things that really matter to us, matter to you and matter to me. Just how appropriate it is to struggle with the Lord in our search for the truth and to seek his direction in our lives. If this is you, be assured as well of something else that we see in this story of Jacob. From his wrestling with the Lord, he is changed. His hip is wrenched and he cannot move in the same way as he did before. Although Jacob's change is physical, when we encounter God in such a way and wrestle with him, we too will be changed. Probably not in a physical way, but maybe in an emotional way, and certainly in a spiritual way. Once we wrestle with God in the depths of our mind and our heart and our soul, we can never be the same again. We're transformed by his loving presence. If you are one of the people who needs to have just such a grappling encounter, a grappling spiritual encounter with God this summer, you go with our blessing and our prayer that through this he will work great changes inwardly in your soul and outwardly in all of your life as a Christian but maybe also you come to this summer pause exhausted maybe you're crying out for rest in need of refreshment physically, emotionally and spiritually too. And if this is you, the words of Jesus from Matthew 11 are yours. Yes, there are times when the right thing to do is to wrestle with God. And in doing so, we go deeper in our faith with him. But there are equally 
and definitely. Times when God wants nothing more from us than that we bask in his divine presence. We rest in him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And even when we'll need, uh, once we've uh, regained our energies uh, in all aspects of our lives through God's tender compassion and care, even when we'll need to return to our regular rhythms, Jesus has words of assurance for each one of us as well. I think that uh, in this age, uh, not just of mechanized farming, but now even of robotic farming, we often miss the full resonances of what Jesus says, that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. It's not just that his yoke is easy, that it's different from the weight that the world may put on us. It's also only through the master's yoke, attaching the oxen to the plough, that the farmer is able to till the earth and in so doing generate the crops that bring life. It's through Christ's divine yoke alone which we as Christians take forward, guided by him, that life is born and sustained from generation to generation. So, whether you know that you need right now to rest in the Lord's presence, or you're seeking to use your time over the summer to wrestle with him, to wrestle with him about the things of your faith and life that really matter to you. Be reassured that God is opening his arms of welcome to you. And the way, of course, in which we communicate with our Heavenly Father, whether restfully or combatively, is in prayer. We have, um, and uh, all credit uh, for this has to go to my wonderful wife. Um, We have these um, prayer calendars that uh, you may have spotted as you came in to church uh, over there. Um, We've got them in in large type and in in small type. Um, That's maybe more suitable to stick on your fridge. Um, That's maybe if you're slightly more senior, I don't know. Um, But we've got both, and plenty of them at the back of the church. And these prayer calendars cover the whole of the month of August um, for uh, our summer of prayer, as uh, as they say on the cover. And for each day, there uh, there is a particular focus to uh, the prayer for you to follow. If you're confident already at spending time in prayer with God um, without the need for this sort of uh, structured uh, help, please do go ahead and pray as you normally do. But if you'd like help to guide you in what you might pray about each day, each day throughout August when you're on your holidays or just having a rest, 
do take one of these prayer calendars and use it as a framework uh, for speaking with and listening to God throughout the month of August. It's my prayer that uh, these prayer calendars will be a blessing to all of you, to the whole of our church through this coming month and that it will mark the start of a new phase in the prayer life of our St. Giles Church family. From the autumn onwards, uh, we hope to um, be introducing uh, to you all as well new and creative ways to pray, as well as uh, deepening our more traditional patterns of prayer. But for now, whether you are a wrestler or maybe a rester. Whether you'll be at home or whether you'll be heading further afield over this coming month. Have an amazing summer with the Lord. An amazing summer of prayer. And be greatly blessed. In Jesus' name. Amen.